Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. my god i know but the it, it, especially with the staircase with the reenactment and the tony collette on hbo mm-hmm. did you see it at all i don't no i haven't um look i think tony collette is one of my top 5 favorite actors of all time so talented such a good actress i don't need to see her die it was so vivid and it was so bloody and it was so spitty spattery that I really was like, I got it. But we need to get to the important, the important things that happened to me this week. Um, I'm finally out of court because uh, the Johnny Depp trial has come to a conclusion. So now we're in deliberations and we're just waiting. We're waiting. But uh, yeah, so so it was nice. It was tough, you know. The hours were tough going to court every day, you know. No, I hear you. I hear you. I just I did a a deep dive on it, so now I think I'm all up to date. Okay, um, what do you think? And about- I do. I, I think she's kind of a piece of shit. That's oh, I think my- that she's a nightmare, and I think yeah. they were 100 percent correct. And if the jury does not find her guilty, um, then I will. The court of public opinion has already decided Amber Turd needs to go. Hearing people chant Amber Turd when she walks into the courtroom, though, priceless. <laughs> Lawyer's fees, $6 million. Shitting on someone's bed, $10 million. Somebody screaming Amber Turd when you walked into a courtroom, priceless. I like the fact that they used her own acting coach against her. Her own acting coach said she couldn't cry. And you know what? But they know that. They're like, hit her where she lives in the ego. Whenever Camille was like, Mr. Depp got you Aquaman, didn't he? And she was like, excuse me? I really thought she's going to take off her earrings, hop over the witness stand, and take out her throat. I don't remember that part, but I assume that that's true. That's Yes, it is. I object. Did he get her the part? Uh, Yeah, he claims that he he made some phone calls to Warner Brothers on her behalf. I, I bet it probably happened. I mean, also, can we stop talking about Aquaman like it's Citizen Kane? Right. I, I don't think I, I know I did watch it, but I wouldn't imagine that it's like a uh, mass. I, I can't imagine it's like, oh, I was part of Schindler's List. It's no, like the were... way they were making it said, the way her side was making it sound, they were like, this was her moment. This was her star is born moment. She was cast in Aquaman, and tomorrow, the world! She was going to work with Spielberg and Scorsese and Coppola and Sofia Coppola and Coppola Winery. Like, they were, they were making it seem like this thing was going to launch her into the stratosphere. I'm like, weren't you just his girlfriend? You're not even Aquaman. You're not even Aquawoman. Summer in the city, it's almost here. It's Memorial Day weekend. Oh, what a wonderful time to be alive, right? I love Memorial Day weekend because everyone thinks it's going to be nice and sunny. And right now it's like that tropical 
like it just rained. It's, it's now gooey. 100 degrees outside. Yeah. It's probably going to rain again. There'll probably be a thunderstorm. There'll probably be like cats falling from the sky. Hey, do you have any Memorial Day plans? Are you doing anything special on Monday? Uh, well, I'm working. Oh, so. fun. That's fun. What a blast. Yeah, I'll be pretty much in contact with my employer uh, this entire weekend. Oh, so nice, nice. That sounds yeah. lovely. Um, really nice. I, uh, since I'm not in court on Monday, because oh. we have a day off that day, then we're back in deliberations on Tuesday. Mm. Also, not for nothing, I feel like I've spent seven weeks with Johnny Depp. I have gone on a Depp wormhole while I've started watching all of his movies again. And let me tell you what, that man is gorgeous and talented. Up to a point. So what if he looks like he owns the nightclubs in Miami right now? So what if All it looks like he could be working at the Bada Bing? So what? I I love him for how I know him. Edward Scissorhands. So what if he looks like he owns a jewelry store on 48th Street? <laughs> I know. See, that was one of the arguments, too. I'm like, you just said that he wears every one of those damn rings. I have hit my own self in my own face with my own small ring and made a welt. If you got hit with any one of his brass knuckles, you would be on the floor. You would be bleeding from that. You would be puffy. You would be swollen. You'd look like Rocky Dennis from Mask. There's oh, no way 100. that you'd be walking around yes, yes. And, in perfect condition. But my favorite character of the whole trial was Elaine. Her Boozler? wacky ass. Oh, same diff. Her wacky lawyer, the woman who kept saying Amica cream when she met Arnica cream. And if you haven't already, and if you're not watching this trial, I don't know what you're doing with your life. This was like watching a five-week extended series. This took over, this beat Netflix. I really think this is why Netflix is in a hole right now. I mean, it's, I, I don't know what to do now that the trial's over. I'm going to have to start talking to Jules again. But it, her lawyer was such a nut bar and do yourself a favor and Google the closing arguments because it's like somebody pulled the string on the back of the Chucky doll and let her go. And she was, she was, it was like word salad. She's just grabbing whatever's out there. And she's like, and then Amber, then she got her hair colored and everybody loves it when she gets her hair colored because she, you know, she uses those special dyes and things like that. But then, you know, this makeup that she uses to cover up her bruises is, is really fantastic. It's a Ben Nye bruise wheel and you can get it at Alcone on 47th street. It's just, it's, it's, it's nuts. As much as they were saying during this trial that Johnny Depp had taken eight to ten MDMA pills, I was like, did somebody give those to Elaine? <laughs> God damn. So I don't know who put a nickel in her, but they couldn't stop her once she started. And she burned. They each got like two hours a time to do what they needed to do. And she burned so much time they only had six minutes left. <laughs> It's it's like the Academy Awards, like the like Steven Wrap Spielberg up, speaks, yeah, 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 and then like the one guy's like, I like to thank, but and then they cut him off. Yep, they're like, sorry, Spielberg took all of it. We only have three hours to do this whole thing, and you're not important. So we'll see you later. So yeah, done. Uh, I'm Team Depp. I support it. I'm very excited to hear what happens, and well. what else can we say about life to catch up? Hey. Did you listen to the hey. Takeover episode? Have you had a chance? 
The, the what? The takeover episode where Jules and my mother took over last week. I have not. Not yet. You have to really take it in. Uh, I want to congratulate. Special shout out to my Jules and my mother for the Moth Report Extended. It was a tribute to her. They did a wonderful job of taking it over. However, we are taking the reins back, damn it. This week, we return to normal. Next to normal. Next something next to normal. So that being said, why don't I take a moment to welcome you all? What do you say? Do something. Are you ready? Anything. Just stretch it out, stretch it out. We, we've had a vacation, you and I, from each other. So let's yes. come back together. Are you I've ready? I liked it. Yeah, oh, I know you did. But guess what? Vacation's over and you got to get back to work. <laughs> so welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, James Franco. And I'm Gloria Vanderbilt. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar on the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hey, you guys! Oh, classic, vintage, cute, short, sweet, just like my jewels. Wait, where is that from again? I don't remember. Electric Company. Electric Company. Not my thing. I was really more of a you-can't-do-that-on-television gal. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But you know what else is here and there? We are! This week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're taking them to court and we're we're airing all their dirty laundry and then we're shitting on their beds. Oh, God. And then we're owing people at least $50 million. 50 trillion million ducats because that's how ridiculous the numbers sound in that trial. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your, follow us on your social medias at DearPodOfficial on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Check out our website where you can binge every last episode. DearPodOfficial at, oh no, just DearPod.com. DearPodOfficial.com. DearPodOfficial.com is our website. Our email is DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. Email us an advice question and we will answer it right here on the air. We want to give you advice that we are completely unqualified to do so. Our YouTube page, DearPodOfficial, of course. And finally, most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. You know, jibber-jabber, extra odds and ends, doodads as twere. So here we are. We are in a holiday weekend. It is Memorial Day weekend. We stand on the cusp of summer, which means that people are going to be going on vacation soon. Do you have any vacations planned? Uh, that's a no. No, that's nothing no. this summer. Nothing in, but I mean, you'll end up going to Fire Island. Probably, yeah. Where, where you, you all congregate. You'll, you'll do like day trips, but you don't have anything like a week away planned, do you? I Ever. probably won't go back to Chicago of the summer that i know for sure okay. unless something happens but All right. i don't plan on going to chicago well, do you usually uh, we might go do to that? colorado but that's <gasps> yeah. yeah i love colorado where in colorado don't know yet uh you can go you to know. boulder i remember going to boulder it's very hippy dippy like everybody's hacky sacking still type of town Oh, um, still hacky sack. Still, I yeah, it's it's hippy dippy in like a 1994 sense in a bit of now, like Tori like, Amos way, yeah. The point of hacky sack is what now? Is it just like you're like you're volleying like a soccer ball, but I it's made? I think the point is to keep your sack in the air. Your sack right. is not supposed to hit the ground, so it usually takes five hipsters. Uh, smoking the weed to keep your sack going. 
and you just move your legs like you're like warming up for like the Michael Jackson Dangerous tour. Yeah, yeah. A okay. little bit of inside outside action. You know, some right. people are really good at sacking. Some people mm-hmm. got too good at it. Uh, I don't see the point. T- see, to me, it's like um, it's like skateboarding. To me, the point of skateboarding, if I'm looking at everything correctly, is just to fall off the board. I think the point of skateboarding is so it could be a meme of this is what it's called to be, or this <laughs> next track is called The Hospital. Why is it called The Hospital? And then they show you. What. I think the point of skateboarding is to have videos on TikTok that you send me of people not only falling off skateboards, but like exploding. Bending in half, like you can hear the snap. <laughs> that That's set to All Star <laughs> by Chumbawamba. Was it Chumbawamba who sang All Star? No, that's, uh, 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 oh, God. Who sang All Star? Not Blink-182. I don't Smash know. Smash Mouth. Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. They're all interchangeable. Chumbawamba, Smash Mouth, whatevs. <laughs> I mean, even naming Chumbawamba, like they're sitting around and they're like, you guys, we're going to have this badass band. So yeah. tell us, uh, tell us what your name is. It's like in Dreamgirls. It's the dreams. It's the dreams. Chumbawamba. I'm sorry. What did you just say? I'm so sorry. You guys, we're going to be like hardcore. We're going to appear at all the best festivals. We're going to be at Coachella. You know? How about Habba Bubba? No, that's a chewing gum. How about Chumbawamba? What did you say? Are you okay? <laughs> Somebody sneezes. Chumbawamba. <laughs> That's the name of our band. Oh, shit. Now we're stuck with him. Why did you say that? Mamba Jamba. Heebie-jeebies. Creepy heebie-jeebies. Jeepers Creepers. Chumbawamba. Wait, yeah. It's like Engelbert Hunker Humperdink. (laughs) Go back, go back, go back one. Chumbawamba. That sounds like someone just dropped their keys in a sewer grate. (laughs) Engelbert Engelbert Humperdink. Humperdink. Damn it, Engelbert. I don't know. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of vacationing. So as a result, we kind of did it. We were like, what are we going to do for our theme this week? We landed on hotels slash motels. Hotels. Motels. Holiday Inn. Mm. Say what? Do you remember the Holiday Inn in Times Square? Yes. Wait, is it the Howard Johnson or the Holiday Inn? Oh, Howard Johnson's. That's my bad. Yeah. the, The orange. Orange. Yeah. Which I think is where the American Eagle is, if I'm correct. Yes. What a crime. What a crock. And that Hojo's had like an old school diner in it. You'd see all the people who are like, I've been a member of Actors Equity (laughs) since 1862. My equity number is three. I remember when they opened up Times Square. I remember the first time this place got bed bugs. Just gotten off the Titanic and I had made my way to the Howard Johnson and I said, I'll take a room. And they said, it's a dollar fifty. And I said, that's ridiculous. I'm a card carrying actress. I had five yen in my pocket and a dream. <laughs> I showed up with just a satchel on my back and and uh, some some sheet music in my hands. I had 15 bars ready to go. I just said a national tour of the jazz singer. And I, <laughs> I, I actually auditioned on the stage of the Schubert for Mr. Cole Porter. He asked me if I could do a double pirouette, and I did. It was the finest double pirouette I had ever executed. I'll have the matzo ball soup, please. <laughs> and then Cole Porter asked me to drop trousers so he could pleasure my penis. <laughs> I remember one time I blew Gershwin in the back alley near the Schubert. 
Does that matzo ball soup come with a free water? I'll have another. <laughs> Can I get a to-go cup? <laughs> Those were the good old days. Good old hojos. <laughs> I had sex cup. right there on that corner. <laughs> It was you a three-way could, between you could Gershwin get a and coffee Cole and fuck Irving Berlin for 15 cents in those days. Oh my god. Oh god, I, I, I immediately just burst into sweat. Oh my god. You would have thought I just took like heroin with Uma Thurman. <laughs> you would have thought I took eight to ten MDMA pills with Johnny Depp and took a plane ride from Boston to LA. I am hot. Damn. All right, let's get to it. We have articles today with hotels and motels. Wanna okay. hit me with one? All right, this is from the Kingston Daily Freeman, Kingston, New York, October 26, 1976. Dear Abby, about motel maids who never get tipped. I've been a motel maid for more years than I care to remember. Would you believe a grown man wetting a bed? No tip. Or a 10-year-old boy who is a nightly bedwetter whose mother doesn't have enough sense to carry a rubber sheet. I'll bet she has one on his bed at home. No tip. And how about those men who read dirty books that cost from $2 to $20 each, but are so ashamed of what they read that they stick it under the mattress or behind the ice machine on their way out? No tip. I'll take the the polite Japanese people anytime. They leave a dollar under the pillow daily, and their rooms are as clean as when they leave as when they checked in. Signed, Haddit at Hyatt. Dear Haddit, a registered nurse registers a complaint. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Is the answer wrong? Yes. Oh, she has a... You should just leave it like that. There. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, or or can you imagine someone taking a dump on a completely white duvet? No tip. <laughs> wow, it looks like she worked at the Amber Heard Hotel, a.k.a. <laughs> One of Johnny Depp's many penthouses. Do you ever do you ever tip a housekeeper at a motel? This hotel? is going to sound horrible, but I don't think I ever stay in hotels that have housekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you tip somebody at a Red Roof Inn? <laughs> do we still do that? I don't even know. I'm never in a hotel long enough to, like, have that be a thing. I, do you? I'm going to sound horrible for saying it, but I'm like, I don't because I don't. I'm never there long enough or I'm never, you know, like, I don't know. Do I see the benefit of it? I, I, I don't know. We're also, I, you know how I feel. I feel like we're a tip happy society. Yes, I agree with we, you. We, are, um, we have gone so far above and beyond. I'm like, do I have to tip my gynecologist now? What's going on? You have to tip everybody. Like, I understand tipping. I've been a bartender. I've been a waiter. Ditto. But there's, I feel like we're tipping we're tipping I, I you know i'm not in casino i don't have like endless amounts of money that i'm just like tipping everybody you know walking in the door like, yeah i know and i don't understand what this this thing is now i'm like I, why do i have to tip a bank teller i don't every time and the worst part is is that now it's on you and it's on a screen so every mm-hmm. time they turn the screen to you and it says tip 15 percent 
20%. And it starts at 15, always. Mm-hmm. Look, and again, I same with you. I have worked in the food industry. I have been a tip survivor, being that I've <laughs> just the tips. I yeah. have survived mm-hmm. on tips. Like, you know, I understand that. But now you're going to look like a dick if you tip like a dollar and then you flip the thing back around where it shows these people on the screen what you did or didn't do. Like I bought cookies and they flip the thing around. I'm like, I have to tip you because I bought a a cookie. Oh, yeah. Uh, The cookie is only four dollars, which is also extraordinary that it costs that much. And now I'm supposed to pay you two dollars more because you, you put gave it in me a bag cookie? because you moved it from <clears throat> left to right. And then you didn't you... even make the cookie. No, so... no, you just shifted the cookie. You're a cookie shifter. You're a dirty cookie shifter. And I shouldn't have to pay you another dollar on top of that. But let me tell you what I am becoming George Costanza. I already am George Costanza. But if if I decide like if I happen to have cash on me. And I want to tip a dollar. I, if like, just say somebody gets coffee and they turn around to get coffee, I will not put the dollar in the jar until they turn around and they physically see me put the dollar in the jar. Cause I, I want to take credit for the tips that are handed out. I, I, I just did man. that the other day. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel the need to tip. Uh, like if I'm in a bed and breakfast, yes, I, I probably will because I think it's different type of environment if if it's like a hotel like a lowe's hotel probably not lowe's isn't that fancy Uh, what hotels are you staying in i don't stay in any hotels anymore but i'm just saying i have stayed at the Lowe's. but if you do you stay at the la-di-da what's the fanciest hotel you've ever stayed in probably just the four seasons just oh i'd love to stay at the four seasons what where where in the world which season? Uh, I think it was in Chicago, actually. That's I think nice. it was in Chicago. Did you just treat yourself? Uh, no, it was. I think it was for my brother's wedding. One of my one of my siblings' weddings. And they told you to stay there, or you're like, "Fuck it, I'm staying in the Four Seasons." I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking stay. If here. I have to be an usher in this wedding, I'm going to be at the Four Seasons. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the two nicest places we ever stayed were on our friend's dime <laughs> because we wouldn't be able to go to it. Otherwise we stayed at the Gansevoort in Turks and Caicos, which was oh. awesome. And the Mark, the Mark in New York, bougie. Oh my and, Lord. But I get, if you let me into, I'm such a savage. Like if you let me into a hotel that is, you know, a thousand dollars a night. I'm gonna use every single thing in that room aside from <clears throat> if you get charged for the mini bar. Like I won't even crack open that section. But you know, if there's like I never take a bath. I hate baths. I took a bath in the mark because I'm like, this is a rich bath. And if if left to my own devices, if me and my jewels were like, we're gonna stay in a hotel that's six hundred to nine hundred dollars a night, that is the vacation right there. Do you That's think it. that people go to these hotels? Like if you, like you just said, if you never go to a hotel, do you feel like you're just automatically inclined to use the tub because you're like, oh, even though you have a, a tub at your own house, but somehow you're yeah. like, I'm going to use this tub. I'm going to waste two hours of wherever I am traveling. And I'm going to sit in my own filth Absolutely. and just watch it all rise up to my eye. I am going to act like a French aristocrat 
and I'm going to take a bath at eight in the morning, which is what I did in the mark. And then, uh, you know, I'll have Jules come and bring me my coffee in the bubble bath. You do things in, in hotels that you would not do in your own home. Like I would never wear a robe. And I'm like, I'll wear this robe. I wear robes every, I, I know, robes and slippers. I also like when I'm done with a towel, I just throw it on the ground. Like in a, a hotel, yeah, like I'm, I'm a beast. I'm, yeah. I become like, a different person <clears throat> in a hotel room. Yeah, you're like, fuck her. She can pick up my towel. Absolutely. Fuck you. I was like, I'm gonna take a dump on the floor right now. Why? Because I can't do it at home. Well, I could. But I could, I but then Jules has to get it, and then I never, you know, blah blah blah. I never hear the end of it from him. But if I'm in a hotel, I'm stretching out. I'm doing all the things, and then I'm not leaving a tip. I think I just came to a horrible conclusion that I'm a disgusting human being. Well, sometimes, like for some ungodly reason, I will like I will tidy up the room. Like I can't have someone walk in here thinking like you know Steven Tyler just stayed here. Oh my god! As even if as even if like that's me. That's so you though. That's so you to tidy up your own hotel room. You're like, I can't, I don't, I'd be embarrassed if somebody came in and saw this bed unmade. Well, like, I, I can't, like, like, leave all my towels on the ground. Also, I feel like she, I can, because if I were a housekeeper, I'd walk in, I'm like, this fucking animal. I know, you judge yourself. Like, every, every time I'd move, that I, every time I'd go anywhere in someone's suite or hotel, I'm like, this fucking asshole couldn't even pick up his own fucking, t- oh, are you kidding me with all these rap? This, what the hell? This is gross. What, they ate chicken in their bed? Yes, exactly. Say, uh, the, uh, that's, if I were on the other side, I'd judge it, but being on the inside, I am it. And I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry to say. I, like, I, oh, is this their bag? This is what they brought to the, the Lowe's Hotel. And also, I have a lot funny. of hotel shame. So it's like, <laughs> I spread out so fast. Ask Jules, when we travel anywhere, if we go to a hotel, if I open up my bag, it is... It's the bottom of the staircase. There's shit everywhere. There's blood spatter. I, there's like there's like pieces of goat. Like I just I I just spread out. You know, it's like my whole bag explodes, and then there's makeup everywhere and just like stuff. I'm just a mess. You know, so if I'm staying in a hotel for multiple nights, which is rare, I will always put the do not disturb thing for the entire time I'm there. I don't I don't need you to see how I'm living while I'm here because let me tell you what it's not pretty. And when I was in Indiana for the Limestone Festival, I stayed in like one of those Homewood suites or something that has like a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I used every surface in that place to drop something. If it was just a pair of underwear, I'd just put it on the surface, I, everything. I lived there for two days. I get comfortable way too fast. What, do you like hang shit up? And yeah. never use the closet. Oh, I do. I'm, I've become that person. I'm not like Ramona mm. from the Real Housewives that walks in and is like, "I need for you to hang up all my stuff. I need, I need. Can you hang it up and 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 iron it and all that? I will, but I will. I've started, I've started putting things on hangers because oh, yeah. I also overpack. So I, I, I like I to give I, my stuff chance to breathe. You know, sure, sure, like de-wrinkle, if you will. Yeah, let it, let it just like whoosh, exhale. You know. Yeah, I know I get it. Thank you. It's interesting that you said that you brought one with a tip. You have an article, just the tip, because I too have an article about the tip that comes from the Charlotte Observer, Charlotte, North Carolina, September 24th, 1972. 
Give your tip to Hotel Maid. Dear Ann Landers, Hotel and motel occupancy was very heavy this summer, and I would like to say something that could make a big difference in the life of a maid. A chambermaid's job is one of the dirtiest. You wouldn't believe what we have to clean up. It's a mystery why people who behave beautifully at home turn into pigs when they check into a hotel or motel. Present company. I realize that a letter in your column won't change them, but I do want to say a word to those who leave tips for the maid. The tip should be handed to her personally and not left on the dresser or in a bathroom glass. Bellboys, maintenance people, desk clerks, any number of employees have access to room keys and often the maid's money is picked up before she has a chance to get to it. Thanks, Anne. Signed, Backache Becky. Dear Beck, I learned something today. From now on, my tip goes directly to the maid. And I agree that these hardworking folks deserve to be remembered with something extra. I wouldn't even know how to go about doing that. How would you track down... Your maid. Yeah. And also, here's... Okay, here's a question. Hold on, I have to switch ears. Okay. When you you said you tip, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much do you leave? I don't know, like 300 bucks. What? No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God! It kind of all depends Where the hell are you staying? What do you do for a living? (laughs) It all depends on how, like, much of a garbage human being I was. Okay, so your tip is sliding depending on your behavior in the room. Like, if I, you know, experienced some irritable bowel syndrome, I would probably tip more. You know, what are you leaving behind like, there? Are you not flushing? If it if I left behind like the your toilet from train spotting, I'd probably. Tip, <laughs> you <know. laughs> if you and McGregor came out of my bathroom <laughs> soaked and like just loaded with heroin. Um. No, I don't. I don't. I don't leave anything. It's more of just like a. I mean, what do you? You can't really tip on top of like twenty percent of your to- of your total. Jesus. <laughs> That would be fucking outrageous. I do wonder, like, there has to be a Reddit thread or something about housekeeping staff sharing their worst stories. Like, the stuff that they must see. Like any Vegas housekeeper. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? But, like, even think low-grade Vegas, like original Vegas. Like, what are people doing at the Golden Nugget? Well, basically, anything that we've probably watched on Netflix during the pandemic like those people that have to clean up like so yeah i went in and there's like blood everywhere and then i had to pick the skull up <laughs> then, so. I, then, then my thumb went through the eye hole <laughs> um let's see i just had and there was no purell so what are you gonna so do? what are you gonna do uh i just put in a google search things that hotel maids have seen uh sex toys with a please wash note absolutely not dead bodies well, Hotel yeah. maids reveal the most disturbing things they've seen. <gasps> How does that happen? One what? worker said she quit after walking into a room with vomit on the ceiling and blood stains all over. But like, <laughs> I'm right there with okay, you. Now sister, that you need I'm like a hundred dollar tip for that one. <laughs> but who like checks out of a room being like, well, I want to know how they got puke on the ceiling. What Linda Blair guy? Can you imagine just like? You wake up, you're with whoever you're with, and you're like, 
we have to get out of here now. We have to, like, we have to get out of here right <laughs> wait, now. Wait, I'm just, I just woke up. Wait, wait. Get up. Get what everything in your bag. Let's go, let's go. Don't let's go, ask let's questions. Go. <laughs> Lionel Richie? Let's like, see. What the fuck? Just like it just dripping. Like she walks in and just like dripping on like, her. I, I just try to think about the logistics. You'd have to get a bucket and, and just like hurl it up there. Yeah. Let's see. Um, one Reddit user said they spent a summer cleaning rooms at a hotel in Sweden. <laughs> her colleague entered her room and found three sex toys with a note saying, please wash and a tip of 20 Swedish krona. Or no. $2.30. No, absolutely I mean, not. If you're going to leave your sex toys behind to be washed, you at least leave, I don't know, 50 krona. <laughs> I don't know what the exchange rate is. A cronut. A cronut. Yes. Um, I I would never. I could. I could never. No. Somebody found a meth lab. Oh, tons of in, cats. Oh my god. Of course, Florida. In a motel room. A hazardous a materials lab? team had to be called to a motel in Daytona Beach after a fire broke out inside a room that had a horrible stench. We were all expecting some wild and crazy Florida meth head action or something. But instead of speed, they started charging through the smoke and bringing out tons and tons of cats. That is, I I don't even know where to begin. You got to leave a tip, guys. Leave the tip. Just the tip for those people. Well, we left the cat food. I thought that was the tip. I know. I thought that was enough. No. All right. Hit me with another article. This is from the Herald and Review, Decatur, Illinois, June 19th, 1969. Dear Abby, I'm a happily married woman with two children and a husband who's handsome, successful, and hardworking. While hanging up his coat last evening, a motel key from a local motel fell out of his coat pocket. Since we live right in town, I wondered what he needed a motel room for, so I asked him. He told me that he has a lot of office business to talk over with his secretary, and he can't very well take her out to lunch in public because she's a divorcee with quite a colorful past and people might talk. So, since he values his reputation as a straight-laced family man, occasionally he runs motel, a motel room where he, takes for her, where he takes her for lunch and discussions. Abby. Discussions. I've, <laughs> I've never had a reason to mistrust my husband in the past, but... What do you think of this explanation? Signed, Wondering. Dear Wondering, tell your husband that if he is concerned about talk, there would be more talk or people to learn that he rents a motel room in order to talk business with a secretary who has a colorful past. Now, what? Who? What? What dumb hooker? What (laughs) self-respecting person's like, oh, so uh, I this motel room key fell out. So what are you doing? Oh, I'm just taking another woman there to talk business. Oh, well, why don't you go to the park? Oh, she's a colorful past. Oh. So you should definitely oh. take her to a private room if that's the case. I understand. Now, there's all these charges on, on our family card from from the motel down the street. Uh, what are all these? And there's additional charges for, looks like somebody rented Forest Hump. I'm I'm very I, I but you know what it's, it's it's your secretary oh okay okay I trust this it's f- totally fine one hundred percent legit on the up and up so is the pleasure palace is that did you buy me something or is that oh no we just got coffee 
Oh, you just oh. got coffee at the Pleasure Palace. Oh, they oh. have a really good buffet. Mm, okay, oh. I get it. I get it. Okay. Okay. Do you think that people still use motels like this? I want to ask this question. Would you ever stay in a motel? Period. B, no. a, motel, a motel that the only, your door is the only thing that separates you from the outside. Uh, like yes. those really old motels where you, you drive up, you open up, the, like the Bates Motel. Yes. Because I would say, hands down, absolutely not. If there's not a, a lobby situation where there's some kind of guard, uh, otherwise the only thing is some shitty hollow core door between me and the outside and world and some... Yeah, and yes. some crazy person to kick it in and murder Absolutely. me. Absolutely, uh, I I have in the past. I probably will again. I did stay at a Red Roof Inn in the bowels of Connecticut, which, by the way, not all parts of Connecticut are bougie. In fact, the majority is not. And uh, I did stay at a Red Roof Inn, and and the door opened to the outside, and I basically just like kept the lights on all night and hid in a corner. There is mm-hmm. nothing more unnerving. Enjoyable than than that like the you ever see the Florida Project? No, where they all live in a motel like that. Like that's a thing about those motels. Those weird. It attracts this transient clientele, and I don't know if it's because the doors just open to the outside, so you can come back in. There's no like checks and balances. You don't have to walk by a lobby attendant. You know, there's more often than not, I, I severely doubt there's any like cameras out there. Oh, it's so shady. I just find it extremely dangerous. And I just like nothing good happens at those places. Nothing. Nothing. Especially at the Red Roof Inn in Connecticut. Well, probably because there's a recording device behind like the the mirror above your bed. Or oh, something. I have stayed at so many of those motels. Yeah. But do they still have like hourly rates? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to defer to Jim. He'd probably not. Any anybody, Jules? Oh my god. My parents are VIP holders at the Motel Six and it is a big bragging right for them. Oh. They're well, like, we're uh... VIP. I don't wanna brag, but we have VIP status at a Motel Six. So if mm. we uh accumulate five thousand points, we get a room for half a night. But they kick Ooh. you out at 1 a.m. because, well, Motel 6. <laughs> Speaking of motels, I have one more article for you about a motel from the Tribune, Coshocton, Ohio, January Cush- 17th, 1979. Coshocton, Motels Cush- provide many services. Dear Ann Landers, my husband and I own a motel. We are writing to let you know it's time you stopped giving motels a bad name by repeatedly referring to them in your column as a place where illicit sexual affairs are conducted. Why don't you say, when a man takes a woman to a hotel, or to his apartment, or to the home of a mutual friend? Must it always be a motel? We offer accommodations to many travelers with small children. We are a godsend to people who are stranded with car trouble. Motels are the ideal solution for relatives who visit but don't want to impose. We also offer a quiet night's lodging to troubled or angry spouses who need time away from home to cool off and think things over. Please, Adlanders, give us a break and stop using motel as a synonym for a secret meeting place for sexual orgies. We perform a great many social services and don't deserve the black eye you are giving us. Signed, just trying to make an honest living. 
they're trying. Sorry if I offended you, but when a person writes to me and says, we spent the night in a motel, I don't change the letter to read, we spent the night in a church. I'm sure the majority of motel owners do their best to run a respectable inn. But aren't the interest... Oh, they aren't interested in the two-hour customers. But when I receive a letter saying, we went to a motel, I print, motel! Idiot! So back to our motel conversation. Oh, but you know what? Okay. In this category of of like, you know, in a motel where it seems like things are a little bit more mm, come and going. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings on bed and breakfasts? Do you like them? Do you not like them? I I want to say yes. yes. But sometimes I feel like I'm staying at my mother's house. That's my issue is that I feel like I am at a distant relative's house where I I am very aware of their presence in the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Jules got an Airbnb in uh, Woodstock one time. And I think I told you about this. It used to be Chevy Chase's house. (laughs) (laughs) And I only did it because I got it on Airbnb for cheap and it said Chevy Chase. And I was like, well, let's see what this is. We show up and it's a woman with a pit bull. Always a good start. Always a good start. What you want? I'm staying here. What (laughs) you need? Go get it. Go get it. Go get it, Aaron. Come on down. Go get it. Because breakfast is served from 8 to 8.30. And if you try to come down after that, I ain't going to serve you none. You got to get your own. Now, pit my pit bull. He's not (laughs) fixed. She greeted us at the front door with the biggest, like, it was like Kerberos. It was like a dog of hell. He was huge. (laughs) And we were, we had the fact that we had to go through chains to get in there. Like we had to, the, you know, when, when you're driving. And then suddenly the room, the the room, the road turns to dirt. Yeah. And you're like, where are we going? And we're getting higher and my ears are popping. And then we get to a place that's chained off. And the instructions say, so you go, you go 50 yards and you're going to see a chain. Just get out of your car, move the chain, bring your car through and then put the chain back behind the car. You're going to do this about three more times before you reach the top of the mountain. It's like a gauntlet. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah, exactly. It's like climbing Everest with John Beatty. And then you get to the top, and she's there, and it was like Grey Gardens. And it's not like anyone else was staying. You know, it was like a busy weekend. I thought, well, if it's an Airbnb and there's lots of, you know, rooms, we can't be the only people here. It was like a Gothic cathedral with about 15 rooms. We were the only ones there. And the big selling point was that it had a pool. And if you looked at the pool, it was the pool from National Ambulance Vacation. Vacation. Yes, it was... It was like grown over. It was weedy. No. And See, you're no. so aware that like, like she knocks on your door with scones and you're like, oh, hey. I'm this not going to eat those. This is not a and b This is me in your house. Right. Right. This is like, me, I, and me and V. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if, if you're giving me any kind of food and I've just walked through deliverance. There's no way I'm going to eat anything that you give me, drink anything that you give me, and I'm probably going to turn around. I'm going to be like, you know what? I need to go in town. And then you get in and your car has four flat tires and no gas. Then when they ask to go in with you, they're like, can you give me a ride into town? You're like, oh. Oh, God. Why did I pick this? 
<laughs> so in general, no, I don't. And, and you know, like there's some that are a little bit more, they feel like a hotel. They're large. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple in New Hope that are lovely that we've stayed in. I guess Which you ones? could call them B&Bs. Isn't that 1780 house a B&B? Bed and breakfast? I don't know. And but then we've stayed at a couple with Chuck and Paul where I'm like, this is just this guy's living room. This is I'm just I'm just this staying is a at Uncle Kitchy's. Yeah, I know. It's there shouldn't be a Murphy bed involved here. No, why do I have to like and it's like if you're having sex, you have to it's like having sex in your parents' house. Oh it's like, God. Shut up. Shut Everything up. is squeaky because <laughs> because it's supposed to be, you know, vintage feeling. Everything is yeah. an antique. To move really slowly and quietly. Well, this isn't fun. Welcome Shut to up. the B&B. Why am I spooning the owner? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I have feelings about the B&B. I, in Why general. did she tuck us in? I don't. She kissed me on the <laughs> forehead before I went to bed. She gave me milk and cookies, and she's in the corner in a rocking chair. <laughs> Two stars. How did she get in here? Two stars do not recommend. I only gave her the extra star because the cookies were really good. And the sponge mask was fine. I didn't expect it, but it was fine. I know. She 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 paid attention to the taint, you know? That's that's great. I tipped her five dollars. Sorry, we never got your reservation. Surprise! You get enough surprises when you travel. That's why Holiday Inn thinks the best surprise is no surprise. You know you'll get a reservation you can count on and a big comfortable room at a comfortable price. There are 152 special standards for rooms, reservations, restaurants that let you know at every Holiday Inn, the best surprise is no surprise. Should we do some Instagram mail? Yeah. Let's do it because we're here. Ready? Okay. Yes. It's It's time. Time. Instagram mail. Instagram mail. I'm feeling the cremament, even though that segment hasn't happened yet. I am living for the Instagram (laughs) mail because we're writing to us on this Memorial Day weekend where the theme is hotels and motels. But the Instagram mail is not that theme. We have a different question, actually. So if you want to write to us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our sexy DMs at dearpodofficial on Instagram. Send us a, a question. We will answer it here on the air. Not live, but live enough for us. Alive, at least. Sitting at the bottom of the staircase, still breathing. Uh, so we have an Instagram mail question this week. Patois, would you like to read it and answer it? Dear Pod. I'm a young adult looking to break into the music industry. I use social media to, mo- to promote myself and my music. The problem is my Nana keeps leaving embarrassing comments under my posts. She got an Instagram page a month ago, and now she's like a runaway train, posting all kinds of embarrassing things and commenting a lot. How do I get her to stop without hurting her feelings or blocking her? Signed, Instagram Mama. Dear Stop. Stop. Seriously, stop her. Sometimes the only way to stop a runaway train is to hit a brick wall. Block Grammy. She won't know. I'm sure she can barely turn on the VCR without opening up the garage door, so I wouldn't worry so much. Have her chalk it up to that damn new technology mumbo jumbo. Look, I'm sure there will be others out there that you'll have to block, so this will be good practice, albeit at Granny's expense. But if she survived the Titanic with that gaudy blue-hearted shape, diamond wrapped in a used handkerchief she will survive her grandbaby jewel breaking into the biz of music and pushing her aside 
There will be the likes of Bitcoin users, Instagram bots, or people selling Shunjin tickets over and over again. So get your fingers ready to hit block again and again and again. Who's Shunjin? Isn't that what it's called? Shunjin? Shenyun? Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. spend on marketing you could be at the top of mount everest and get an ad for shenyun and you still the name has not gone into your brain no. it's everywhere there's signage everywhere you just called it shenjun and somewhere <laughs> someone just got fired in china you could do better better it's more signs more billboards more advertising more a distant gunshot is heard throughout the map. <laughs> I know, and another, and another Shenyun bites the dust. <laughs> what also is that now? Now with Shenyun and he never got a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> I could be on the top of the tallest mountain in the world. A pigeon will come out of nowhere with something in its claw and drop a Shenyun flyer in my hand. <laughs> Shen Yun. But now I think that I'm they have sad. to advertise what it is. Because Why? people are like, it's people were going in not knowing what it's like an anti-communism dance or something. So now it, it just says Shen Yun, China before communism. <laughs> like that's their tagline. <laughs> oh, oh, it's before. Well, then sign me up. Alive before the cannibalism. Exactly. Oh, oh. so oh, it's just well, people flying the fun in that. I just want to see people eat each other's asses. I see that every Saturday. <laughs> you just have to walk outside <laughs> to take that side in. At the world, I live above Plaza. the queue for Christ's sake. I know. <laughs> Worldwide, indeed. <laughs> Shen Yun. Do you know I was so fascinated by it that I I did look up. I was like, I want to get a ticket to this thing, but I refuse. Even though they're only seventy eight bucks, I refuse to pay that. It, you you have to get me a free ticket to Shen Yun. And how are they selling out Lincoln Center? I just have a lot of questions. I know there's going to be a whole other episode that we do just on Shen Yun, or according to you, Shin Jun Jun, or whatever, or, or whatever Wen she Chung. says, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Here's what Anne has to say to Instagram. Do you stop? Maybe you should be more embarrassed about calling her Nana. <laughs> Have you ever thought of murder-suicide? Because once you engage with elderly family members on social media, that's pretty much the only way out. If we've learned anything from the classic 1980s dark comedy vampire film, The Lost Boys, it's that you don't invite them in. Side note, there would be no Twilight movies without The Lost Boys, so pay some respect to vintage Diane Weist. But you open the door, my dear. You let her in. And now she's rummaging around making comments and signing her name. You better get yourself a garlic t-shirt, buddy, because at this point, the best you can do is stay on top of deleting said comments as soon as you get the notification. And buckle up, buttercup, because Nana is retired and the price is right as crap. So she's got nothing but time on her hands to scroll, scroll, scroll. I recommend installing Netflix and Hulu on her TV next time you're at her house. Distract her with something shiny. If you tell her to stop, she'll be hurt. If you block her, she'll only call you her IT guy to fix it. The best you can do is damage control or hide her blood pressure medication. Good luck locking your page from now on, you music industry son of a bitch, and happy deleting. And... 
I love it when yeah. people sign their name. There's somebody I don't, I don't know. You know, there. I'm barely on Facebook anymore. Barely. Same, same. But there's yes. these people who I apparently accepted their friend request in like, you know, 1912 when Facebook first came out. And uh, they share. They're one of those couples that shares a Facebook page. What Cute. kind of couples are sharing social media? And their names are David and Judith. And sometimes they'll comment on something I do. And they'll sign whoever it was who's on the Facebook page that day. She's like, looking good. <laughs> Love, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> Stop signing your comments. That tells me how old you are right away. If Taft was in office, you shouldn't have a social media account. I am waiting for like the day where both these things just go away. The All Instagram and the Facebook. Because I have a feeling at some point, like there's going to be like a massive revolt and people are like, no, I don't do that anymore. I, I hope that the, inst- that, that the inter- internet just collapses in on itself, you know, like, like a sonic <laughs> boom. I, I don't want another new thing to come around. I don't want another TikTok to show up because every time it does, I'm just reminded of how much I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm I don't like, care. Wow. I don't want to do it that much. I don't want to have to work at learning something new. I am becoming that old crotchety old person. I feel like I'm I'm slowly George Carlining. You know, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, you kids in the TikTok, you can keep it. I don't care. Love, Judith. I'm wondering if like a lot of these, you know, like these Instagrammers that go to these hotels, you know, they are like given what a free hotel room or whatever. Yeah, I to, like walk around. I'm like, happens. how the fuck do you, Tony from Sheboygan? Sheboygan, uh, can afford this hut in Bali in Machu Picchu? Right, from working at a fucking pictures of it. Yeah, because last week you told us everybody that you worked at Chili's and now you're in the middle of, you know, you're taking a gondola ride. Yeah. And in this fucking four How are you bedroom an influencer? Suite. How does it work? How do I become an influencer? Who do I influence? What is my demographic at this point? Because I could be an influencer for Red Roof Inns everywhere. I think that yeah. that's roughly my pay grade. I do like how they, like, you know, they there's obviously someone following them and, you know, it's them like, walking from the bathroom through the, the giant suite out to like the luxurious, like open air, whatever, as if they created the ocean. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But I don't, I don't know how you, you get like, does it take anything? Do you just call up a hotel and say, uh, I'm an influencer and I want to stay at the four seasons, you know, I don't, in, in London. I don't know how that works. I, I, unless they find you, I just, I, the more I like, like if I ever meet somebody and you check their Instagram page and clearly they're an ins- influencer or whatever, you're like, this is just, I still, I've said this probably now for three years. I don't understand what your life is because it's you by yourself and picture after picture after picture of yourself. Taking like, loneliness. Con- congratulations yeah. on your bone structure and your perfect body and whatever. Is anybody you know. else with you ever? Right. Like, it just seems like all the self-promotion, but for what? Like, like what? What's that goal? I tell you what, the older I get, the less I know. I I, I don't get it. It's not my jam. No. 
Jam is my jam, though. I really enjoy I a jam. nice, like a marmalade. Ah. Oh, I am so Lady ready. Marmalade. Every every time there's something new comes along, I am ready to sell everything and move to an orchard in Vermont and start Country Baby. Same. Let's do it. Okay. Get your chunky turtlenecks ready, baby. All right. It's time. Time. A full a special specialty We're on a Zoom today, so we're slightly off in our singing, and we're not quite coordinated, but you'll be back here soon when there's not parades happening everywhere in the world in New York City. Wrap it up, kid. Because it's Memorial Day. Let's drink. All right, people. This week, it's we're celebrating Memorial Day with the Stinger. If you're looking for James Jules Ferris, you will find him at the lounge of the local Holiday Inn enjoying a cocktail with the members of the Shriners Convention. For this, now I'm fascinated. Get ready. I'm excited to try this. Two ounces of cognac, one ounce creme de menthe. That's all you need. Two ounces cognac, one ounce creme de menthe. Here's what you want to do. You want to pour it into a cocktail shaker, add ice, shake, pour into a rocks glass filled with crushed ice. All right, here's Jules's tasting notes. It's time for another classic cocktail taken directly from the 1950s Howard Johnson's Hotel Bar cocktail menu, the Stinger, which coincidentally you can have after doing an open call at the Actors' Equity Lounge. (laughs) I don't know how this one got by me in the last three years of planning weekly cocktails, but today is the day to find out how much Erin hates this drink. Yay! Coated as a classic New York nightcap, this drink made its debut as in the early 1890s, and it remained wildly, widely popular in the United States until the 1970s. Put it this way, it was around long enough for Elaine Stritch to sing about it in the original Broadway production of Company. But the classic uses brandy or cognac as its main liquor, not Ms. Stritch's version, which puts vodka in the starring role. The Stinger was seen as a drink for the upper class. And now that we are serving it here at the Maha Tiki Bar, we have shot that theory to hell. Now, everybody rise, raise your glass and shout, I'll drink to that. Line. That's Elaine Stritch. I'll drink to line. Okay, so here. I don't, I'll drink. Uh, oh, oh, here comes the Stinger. You ready? Oh my God, the smell of it, Patty. I am so sorry you're not here for this drink. You put it up to your face and it smells like toothpaste. Oh, I love toothpaste. I love to eat it. Oh my God. You like? You know what? Here's the thing about me. I won't drink to that. <laughs> so I, I sometimes hate drink things or hate eat things until I end up hate loving them. And I would definitely put this in that category of that's disgusting. Let me drink five more to make sure that I really don't like it. Do you, you, you got to sip this. I can't. I, no, I, I, you I'll can taste it through your stuff. I have you tr- trust me. You can. Jules has allergies right now, and he's claiming if he took a sip of it, he wouldn't be able to taste it. Let me tell you something. This cuts through space and time. This is the time traveler's wife of drinks. It 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 brings me to another dimension, and it disappoints me when I realize who's playing the role, who I think is Keanu Reeves. 
Isn't the time that called the Lake wife? House? Isn't the time traveler's wife essentially the Lake House? It's like Keanu Reeves is traveling through time, and he keeps trying to find Sandra Bullock on some lake. Maybe, maybe I'm confusing my <laughs> movies, but they, I actually think that is the perfect synopsis for it. I remember watching Lake House. I'm like, I don't know what is happening here. <laughs> you actually they write, saw it? They they write le- in the theater. They write letters to each other that are delivered years apart. I'm like, what? What's That's actually that? just called the United States Postal Service. That's what they should have called that movie. <laughs> That's um, it's funny because I I watched Dirty Dancing the other day. I got on a real tear of wanting to watch Dirty Dancing, and wow. uh, I Come looked on. at the plot synopsis of it. But <laughs> whoever was writing the plot synopsis was like. Um, a young girl meets a man and they do the dirty boogie in a summer hotel. It was, they, the words dirty boogie were used. The nice. breakdown of what the movie is about was so wrong and so funny. But so I'm rewatching Dirty Dancing as I'm, look at this. I'm going to do this while I'm drinking creme de menthe. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, I told you that I hate sip things. It tastes like it's boozy toothpaste. This drink is a boozy, boozy toothpaste, but you know, hell, why not? How often are you drinking cognac? What's it going to go with? Try it out. Also, I used to really be into grasshoppers, so I feel like this is just a hop skip sure. and a grasshop to the left. Sure. So I rewatched Dirty Dancing, and I realized that nobody is talking about the real issue here, which is the two 80-year-olds who are wanted in multiple states for stealing money (laughs) and that the whole plot of the movie is hinging on these two 80 year old people who are stealing wallets at a summer resort because that's what it's all on. The only reason we ever find out that Johnny and baby are hooking up is because she tried to keep him from being fired for stealing wallets and she threw the 80 year olds under the bus. And it just so happens that by her doing that, it po- it shone a light on the Schumachers. That's the name of them. Okay. Oh, thank God. I had to think about it. And I turned to Jules and I said, you know what? This is going to be us when we're older. I hope that we're 80 year old hustlers that go to summer resorts and That'd steal nice. wallets from people. And that's how we make the living. It's something to aspire to. It's really wonderful. It is. And then we do the dirty boogie. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.